Welcome back to another episode of The Walkthrough. I am your guest co-host, Trey Collis, coming to you from the lounge, the sweaty shop, the humidity, the workout gym of Jason Reed, the co-host, and the new, I'm going to say, you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say, go ahead and say, the host of... Wow, a promotion Promo- on our 12th episode? Okay, I accept. I mean, I think if you go back and count the words, I think you could say like 10,000 more words than I do. Okay. But it's all good because you know why? It's like your second baby. You love this. I do. I do. And, love and this. I have and I have like six other thing podcasts. So I'll let you have one. And yeah, you get you get fifty thousand more words in a week than exactly. I do on I, the air. By Sunday, my mouth's like. <sighs> and I just, I just, I feel like on this podcast, you're like Scotty Pippen, and I'm like, wow, Mike, okay, Michael Jordan. You know, that's no, all right. Hey, Scotty couldn't win rings without Pippen. I know. I need I mean, you. Without Jordan. That's what I'm saying is I need you here. Um, and sometimes I pass the ball. Okay, people forget that about Mike. Sometimes. No, that, was, the that ball. was Kobe that never passed. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm glad you're back for for another episode, man. Um, I feel like this week went really fast. Like, weren't we just recording this? I feel yesterday? like every week goes by fast. I feel like this one went by really fast. Um, did you watch any football this weekend? I Did watched you? a quarter of the Tennessee Chiefs game, and I fell asleep for three hours. Yeah, man, the games this week were um, – I knew that going in. I knew these this week – seven teams were on a bye. They didn't look that good on paper. I think no. we talked about that. And then uh, I was flipping back and forth. We uh, Here locally, we had uh, Green Bay and the Washington. Washington team. I almost said that R word that I'm trying not to say. Uh, Why? Who are you going to And that think? was – if you wanted to take a nap, that was a good game to catch a nap All in. All of them you could – no, how about the 3.30 game? You could take a nap in that one. Chiefs-Titans was at least uh, – I thought the Chiefs might come back at some point, so I kept, like, watching. But, you know, then that never happened. I did get to see that Patrick Mahomes uh, hit that he took live. Uh, before they even said he was hurt, I was like, oh, man, he might be hurt because it just – it was kind of a freakish hit. He's pretty lucky. Uh, you know, I think he's going to play. He's pretty, he's pretty lucky. Oh, he's going to play. He did a press conference afterwards. So. Well, they cleared him too. I think they cleared him, but they were down twenty to three or twenty-seven to three, so they, yeah. they didn't put him back out there. Um, probably, probably, probably smart. I mean, there's no reason to get him to get him hurt. He's only four hundred fifty million dollar, uh, almost half a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Makes a little more than half I do. A billion dollar investment. Minute. Um. Yeah, man. Just uh, but 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 through that boring, you know, we're saying boring. Um, the Giants somehow got a win. So dude. Can we just get off this Sam Darnold? Great quarterback, good quarterback. He's not good. I think his coach came out and basically said that. He's not. He's and not. now they're in the Deshaun Watson trade talk rumors. Well, they've. I think they've been there, and I think they've been there before. Well, they I think even they, they, they. Well, they settled down the first three weeks because they're winning games. But if you look at the three wins that they won against non-winning teams, so they. Go, I don't think he's. He's horrible, dude. He is horrible. He's a bust. And he can't blame it on the Jets organization. Matt Rule is a good freaking offensive coordinator and he can't do it. They're only with three them. and four. I mean, are you gonna you're gonna take him out right now? Like, they lost to the New York football well, giants. And one or two more teams are back this season. Who basically gave up on the season last week before this game. Joe Judge is talking about submarines and holes in it and sinking ships and I don't know what that guy's on, but anyway. I'm sorry. Well let's uh 
recapping that, I think it was what twenty-five to three. So at one the Giants point, it had was a safety in that. It was game. three to two at one point. <laughs> it was a baseball score. Uh, speaking of which, first day of the World Series today. Let's get a score update, Trey. I'm kidding. Uh, the um, one thing I guess that that happened in that game that that for me anyway, as a Giants fan. Uh, stoked we won. I mean, Carolina was was uh, three and three going into that game, and we were one and uh, one and five, I think. So stoked that we won the game. But I guess what what I have to say is, I feel like okay, I don't like Danny Dimes. I'll just or Daniel Jones. Let's say the name right. But he came back for more this week. He suited up. There wasn't many weapons again. I think Slayton played, but they still have half of the offense hurt. Probably, probably some of the defense, and and even if they're full health, they're not a very good team. And there he was uh, playing again, and and they won. And so I guess right now I I like that he's competing. He's out there trying. Uh, that catch she made was was pretty great, but you know that's not that's not the real story for me. The real story is is that two weeks ago he had that concussion, and here he is winning a, a football game against a pretty good opponent, even though Trey doesn't like the quarterback. I think the Panthers are still a pretty good team. Are they? They've won. They've lost four in a row now, but they did win three in a row. to start Against the non-winning teams. Look who they beat. I think that coaching staff and that defense will, will equate to more wins and a, may, maybe a playoff berth for the, the Panthers this year. They have a lo- they're going to have a losing record. Christian McCaffrey's not the answer to that pro team. You lose to the New you could beat the New York Giants without Christian McCaffrey and they didn't. They got stomped. I'm sorry. Well, maybe the Giants got ready for once. I mean, I don't I think feel so. like they no. haven't been. Yeah, it's tough to If you watch that, if you watch highlights or replays of that game, you still had more taken away of what the Giants suck at than what the And the Giants get the Chiefs next week and I man that that game is scary for both teams because really like losing is not an option for either team. Uh, you really give the Giants still a chance. <laughs> I I don't give the Giants much of a, much of a chance in that game. But I'm, not, I'm talking about the season. The, I'm talking the about Chiefs the are really struggling right now, and and they could be beatable in this trap game against the Giants coming up. And that would really, I mean, the Giants season potentially already over. I guess they could they could still finish like. 12 and 5 if you really think about it but I mean they'd have to win 10 in a row but the Chiefs going to 3 and 5 would be like a death blow I mean you'd have to especially looking up that hill of all the touchdown passes you're going to have to throw if you if you start 3 and 5 I mean I mean that's crazy um well did I mean did you did you watch any of it you said you watched a quarter of the Titans Chiefs game yeah and Mark Hen- Mark Henry Derek Henry is your MVP? Well, I, that dude. Yeah, he's probably the MVP. I mean, and I will say this: the Titans look right now. You know, I know it's early. We're not even halfway through the halfway points of the season. Titans are the best team in the AFC right now. Well, and last week we said it was the Ravens, and I think the week before you we said, said it was the Ravens. I never said it was the Ravens. Well, and then and then I said it was the Chargers, and I kind I had of the think, Bills. I had the Bills. Well. There's another team out there that's surprisingly good with the same record, the Cincinnati Bengals. They're good defense, good offense. I mean, they're yeah, right there. Until they yeah, but they haven't been there, right? It's a young team. How can they handle success now, right? That that's going to be the thing. So now they're seeing some success. They're first place in the uh, AFC North. So how is this young uh team with Chase and Burrow and this group of talented, this going to be talented 
uh, Bengals squad. Well, they handled How, the Ravens Sunday is what well, they did. Well, they were the underdogs, but now they're now they're on notice. Now they're like, okay, this team's for now. That now they're going to be the, the teams haunted. know who they are. Though I think they might now. But I said this all along. Ravens, they're one hit. All they do is run the ball. They can't throw. Yeah, Lamar Jackson might have a good throwing game here and there, but he he's wildly inaccurate. He's not a great quarterback to save your. I mean, he's a great running back. He's not a great quarterback, and he he proved it. He got sacked five times. Against that Bengals defense. Also, aren't the Oakland Raiders five and two now? Las Vegas Raiders. Okay. Yes. Move, move, just move the team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they're five. Uh, they're playing good football too. Uh, I was wrong about uh, Derek Carr. That guy. Ever since John Gruden left, he seems like he's just more relaxed, more he's free. free. Yeah. yeah, like he's. I think you mentioned that, and I was wrong on that. I thought that was going to be a big hiccup for him. But, no, he's playing out of his mind right now. He's in, still in the MVP race, has that team rolling really good. But I'm still not counting off the Chiefs. I don't trust anyone else in that division. I don't trust the Raiders because there's a lot of times they do start off 6-2, six 6-3, and two, six and three, like, and then they go out and lose like seven straight. So let's hold off on that. Chiefs can get on hot as anybody else can in that league. In that division's, I mean, the Chargers might win that division. To be honest. Well, with what's you. what's crazy about the AFC this year is there's so many teams that ch- typically aren't sitting here with a winning record right now that are. I mean, the the old uh, stalwarts. AFC's top heavy. They're top heavy. Yeah. I mean, the true contenders are probably the Bills. Uh, Bills and Titans. I think you can put in the next. You can probably put Chargers. Ravens. I wouldn't argue with you about the Titans being the number one team. I, I think they're D needs some help especially they're they're injured they only have maybe two or three healthy defensive backs right now but they uh i five and two and and a couple of statement wins already um it's going to be an interesting playoffs i think the seeding is going to really matter this year based on who gets home games and 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 the fact that tom brady no longer in that conference anymore i think it's just opened the door for some of these other some of these other young guys to you know come up and and take the mantle. Um, you know, probably the only competitive game on Sunday, realistically, was the Lions and the Rams game. Um, you know, and uh, <laughs> what I thought was funny about that game is is reading into it before uh, Sunday is how much the uh, Detroit fans and and media, you know, dislike uh, Jared Goff. And I, I think they're 0-7 now, so that's probably earned – a little bit um but the the rams you know they're not that good they don't seem that good like i thought the rams and i called I, they're five and one five and one for six and one six and one six and one <laughs> i drafted the defense um in my league the the number one d right i i picked them first i picked them probably around maybe two rounds earlier than most people were taking d's because i really wanted to solidify the defense it seems like no matter who they play that team is scoring points on that defense, which to me is um, a little bit crazy because of the the talent they have. So I don't know if um, you know what's going on there, but you, you know even the Lions, who zero and seven, right? They scored nineteen points and and made it a game against the Rams for 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 a lot of that game. Um, I don't know zero and seven. I mean, I guess in a seventeen game season, you're not technically out of the playoffs at this point you're mathematically still alive um they could they could win 10 in a row i don't see it happening but they've been in a lot of close games and i just i just hope they like get a win at some point so they're not one of those historically bad teams you know that i think was a lions team previously that went winless wasn't it five or six it well, was 
Well, yeah. I Dan Orlowski was the quarterback, yeah. I believe, and uh, they were they were oh oh and seventeen or uh, oh and sixteen because they didn't play seventeen until this year. So a couple other games uh, this week. The uh, Buccaneers played a football game uh, against the Bears. They proved who, that they're probably the top contender in the NFC right now. Well, it's hard to tell with the Buccaneers because they have that second place. They don't have a great schedule. They don't play a team with a winning record until well, we thought it was Kansas City in week 14 or something. Not Kansas City. Somebody else. I can't remember who it is, but I don't have their schedule in front of me. But well, they that, have an easy schedule this this year. Yeah, but when you have that easy schedule, you you go out and whoop the Bears 38-3. to I mean, they're, they're actually doing it. Like, the Rams should have beat the Lions like that and didn't. And that's maybe the difference in the two teams. Is yeah, I mean, the game was a one-score game, but the Buccaneers, oh, my God. That team is – you can't run against them. Their passing defense sucks. That's why no one runs against them. Uh, everyone throws against them. That's why they have one of the worst uh, passing defense in the league because everyone throws 50 times on them. Dallas did. Dallas almost came away with a victory. Probably should have won that game. Um, but – Buccaneers, I mean, you never count on Tom Brady, all those weapons. Everyone's healthy. They're returning 22 starters. I mean, that's the first time it's ever happened in the Super Bowl era. A Super Bowl team brings back everybody. So, but, I mean, I want the most intriguing thing about that game was Tom Brady and his 600 touchdown pass and what the fan got for the ball. <laughs> he got a Bitcoin, which was worth like 58 or $68,000. Man, $68, let me ask you this. If you got the, what are you asking Tom Brady? Are you just giving him the ball or are you asking for something in return? Man, I'd like to think I'm cool enough to just give Tom Brady the ball. Um, Knowing that ball is worth minimum well, what, minimum five hundred thousand dollars. What did the guy? I remember when the Mark McGuire hit the hit the home run that broke the record originally in the summer of SWAT. Right. right. Um, he was trying to give the guy a signed jersey, and the guy was acting like he had a half million dollar baseball, which he ended up selling. I think to the. Uh, Oh, the comic guy. I can't think of his name, but he sold it to um, uh, a comic book artist, uh, Seth MacFarlane. That's who bought the ball, and he bought it for like half a million dollars. So I don't know if you're thinking it's half a million dollars, and I don't know what um, what's Mike Evans thinking. Like, why would he give – but I guess it's just another touchdown pass to Mike Evans. He probably wasn't – he was just in a game moment. I, I've probably done the same thing. I'd be like, oh, it's just another touchdown pass or whatever, but – and why does he need it? I mean, wh- well, six hundred is kind of a milestone. He's the first quarterback to do well, it. Well, the Hall of Fame probably gets that ball more than him. But I mean, you know, given a sixty-eight thousand dollars Bitcoin, I, I I read the laundry list of other things he got. He got a thousand dollars at the gift shop. He got two or three autographed jerseys. They they gave him a lot of other stuff surrounding that Bitcoin, but probably not worth, you know, half a million dollars. Um. I mean, it's tough. I, I don't know. Like, if you really met Tom Brady, like, at the grocery store, you know, like, are you going to – what are you really going to talk to Tom Brady about? I mean – His wife, Giselle. <laughs> it's like, how does it feel that she makes more money than you? I think guys like Tom Brady kind of crave – you know, everybody that meets Tom Brady knows who he is, and they probably ask him about football, and they probably maybe ask him about his wife, like you're saying, and all the things that you know in the media. But probably what – guys like that celebrities crave more than anything is just a normal human interaction because they probably don't get that very much. So I don't know, man, I might just like Tom, let's take, let's take a drive in a car or something. I don't know. I doubt he'd do it, but, um, I don't know. 
what you do. Maybe get season tickets well, for next year. That might be something to work on. Well, he got season tickets. Yeah. He got the free se- uh, tickets for the rest of this year and all next year. Man, me, I'm asking $500,000. Just as an opening salvo? Because that's what the minimum ball would have gone for. And then a signed helmet, jersey, cleats, and more than one Bitcoin. But Tom Brady said today that it's worth his wild. So we'll see. He he is an investor in Bitcoin, Tom Brady is. So maybe he is or something. But Tom Brady, say what you want to about Tom Brady, but that guy is actually a cool class act kind of a guy. He, he, besides deflate gate, there's nothing wrong. Like he's never done anything for, except for never shake, he didn't shake quarterback's hands every now and then because he's so, he's so competitive. But I mean, just like what he's done for the game and the way he's at 44 is still, he's throwing more touchdown passes in his 40s than he has in his 20s. I got no problems with Tom Brady. I don't uh, either. And I, everyone hates him. I don't know why they hate greatness. I, they, people hate greatness. I don't understand it. I think only to a certain point. And then at some point you respect it. Like I was never a big John Elway fan, but at the end of his career I was. Same with Favre. Uh, oh, see, I love Favre. I well, love I did, Favre. but as but as they got later, I was more I was rooting for them more hardcore because see, I believed in who they like because of the men they were, not because you know John Elway. I never really liked, but well, right. And some of these guys don't turn out to be great men, but you know, Tom Brady seems pretty clean to me. Like as far as keeping out of trouble, keeping out of controversy, uh, you know, I'm sure he's got some skeletons somewhere. But you know, we all do. Like he. Um, He's football, man. I mean, if you don't like him, like when we go through the stats later here in a second, like I know you said Derrick Henry is your MVP. If Show running back Tom, some love. Tom man. Brady is tied with Derrick Henry for MVP right now in my book. I would give it to Derrick Henry just on the sole factor that he doesn't have – like Tom Brady has weapons. Around, like he can throw a bad ball and Mike Evans can go up there and get it. And so Derrick Henry is by himself, right? So Derrick Henry has to car- basically carry this team – through two of those wins. See, I think that's why they're better this year, and it's not just – I mean, Julio Jones has not well, made they were, this Well, they also impact. lost to the Jets, but whatever. Um, it was a close game, and Zach Wilson made some good throws. I mean, it is football at some point. You know, it's not just who you are. you got to go out and play the game. But I think Derrick Henry has more around him this year than he's had in a while, and it's, it's probably a shame if they do rush him. Like, what's the – he's going to get the career touch record this season – uh, sorry, the season touch record. It's probably a shame. I, I think they have a better team around him than they've had in a, a few years. And and Tannehill's a very competent quarterback who's making he threw a good ball good out throws. against the Chiefs. He did a good job last Sunday. Yeah, like I think I think they need to uh, feature the passing game a little bit more. And well, and when your two receivers are hurt for the last two weeks, I mean they've got other guys. They've got Humphreys <laughs> and other guys and. Um, I just yeah, think I think Henry needs to sit a little more, or they need to give him an actual break. Maybe when he gets to a thousand yards, or they have a couple more games uh, leading the division. But uh, I don't know. I uh, uh, probably the biggest takeaway for me this week was the game last night. Uh, I know that the Seahawks are not this like offensive powerhouse this year, especially without Russell Wilson. But Geno Smith's a pretty a pretty good quarterback still that's what i've realized watching these seahawks games the past couple weeks uh probably not fantasy relevant unless you're really hurting at quarterback but he looks pretty good running that offense and confident and he's definitely the leader when he's out there on the field that saints defense though 
is really, really good. And I know I said that about the Ravens they last week. They were playing week. in a what kind of weather forecast were they call last? What was it? A bomb clone or? Bomb? It was more rain than than there's ever had. And uh, there was more Pacific. rainy games this week than I've ever. You know, well, they were all in that. What's your the weather word that we can't say? But um, the it was bo- like a it was rain like dome. it was. A, it was like a bomb psych bomb cyclone. That's okay. what they called bomb it. Cyclone. I never heard that expression ever in my thirty-five years of watching sports. Well, the uh, but I feel like every week the Saints D is is maybe not the story that's being told for the Saints, but they're four and two now. Okay, and they uh, they're winning low-scoring games, and I think that some of that's because Sean Payton. Okay, like for five or six years. Drew Brees really was probably the best quarterback in in football as far as completion percentage and taking chances downfield and and just just being a really good leader. But there was those last three or four years of Drew Brees' career where he was hurt a little bit. He wasn't himself. He lost his mobility, and he wasn't throwing the ball as deep anymore. And I think during all of that, they still had 10 to 12 wins a season. The Saints have been a perennial playoff team, you know, for a while, probably since Drew Brees and Sean Payton got to New Orleans uh, in the first place. And I think that Sean Payton has just learned how to win without the best quarterback in the game. And they're doing that through defense this year. And I'm, I'm very impressed with that team. Um, Winston only had three interceptions going into the game last night. I don't think he threw one last night. I don't recall. I mean, but that's historically low for Jameis Winston, who led the league a couple years ago in his last year with the uh, Buccaneers. I think he had 33. So having for 30, third touchdowns, 30 interceptions. Was it 30? 30 for 30. So, Still, I mean, he's a little a little below that mark. Uh, I think he, he's he's there. He's he's smart. He's smart enough for Sean Payton. I'm not saying he's the smartest quarterback, but he he protected the ball. I thought he did a really good job last night. I've seen it in a couple of other games this year. Um, and I think is is Taysom Hill still hurt? I think so. I think he is still hurt. So I don't I don't think there's anyone to turn to. But I think Sean Payton's comfortable with that quarterback right now. Well, what I know is I watched a little bit of the game last night. I didn't watch a lot of it. Um, this is my weekend of sports-free mind-resetting weekend because the game sucked. And uh, But what I saw, though, was he wasn't making those arrogant passes, those jump ball throws, right? He wasn't making like, oh, I got to make a play. He took what the defense gave him. He ran the ball when he had to and got out of bounds. He made the check down throws. He wasn't trying to do. And that's what Sean Payton has installed in Jameis Winston. Because Bruce Arians – being a tech coach over there in Tampa, he likes to air raid off. He likes to air it out. He wants you to go take those. He doesn't mind the interceptions. He wants you to air raid it out. That's why he's so happy to see Tom Brady because Tom Brady won't throw those interceptions. But that's James Winston has progressed in that uh, level of NFL quarterback, but he's still not an elite quarterback or a very a good quarterback to me. He's on the verge of being maybe 20th best quarterback in the league. Now, who did he come into the league with? I think it was Mariota. Mariota Mariota just wasn't – and I said this out of Oregon when Mariota came out. Mariota was not a great – he wasn't going to be a great NFL quarterback just because his style did not fit the NFL game at that time, right? So he wasn't a very accurate thrower. He threw a great ball, a spiral ball that was beautiful to watch, but he was wildly inaccurate. His feet are his most dangerous part. Uh, Jameis Winston, you can see a little bit more accuracy with him, but he couldn't see properly, whatever. He was always squinting and stuff like that. 
But that's why I thought Justin Herbert, same system at Oregon, even though he wasn't better at Mariota and Oregon, but I thought Herbert was going to be a better pro quarterback just the way he, his talent level is, like his brain set and everything like that, and just the way I saw him play in college. So I mean, it seems like all these guys are very athletic now. You um, have to be to be quarterback. Well, I mean, there's no more Ben Roethlisberger's or and they, and they Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think you could still be on athletic if you. Well, even Tom Brady's lead a little bit athletic this year. He's running for more yards, to scramble for more yards this year, I think, than he has in ever. And he's, he moves around the pocket. He does everything. You have to have some level of athleticism. Well, I just think it's because when you're Marcus Mariota and you're at Oregon, you're maybe the fastest guy on the field, or there's one guy on that defense that's as fast as you. Unless you're like Lamar Jackson, okay? Because he's kind of in a little bit of a class by himself as far as speed goes. Unless you're like Lamar Jackson or Tyreek Hill, you're not the fastest guy anymore when you make it to the NFL. So you've really got to be... And I think those are the guys who who are adapting to that style of play. Like, you don't see Kyler Murray taking off and running, unless it's a smart run. If there's a big hole or something. Um, you know, and, and, and that's what I think is hard for some of these guys like Mariota was a scrambler coming out of college. He really was. I mean, he could, he threw, he had good receivers though in Oregon. They always do, you know, but he was a scrambler. And I think a lot of these guys just struggle with making that transition to, they have to be a pocket passer or you're not going to have success in the NFL. I mean, unless you're that one guy that maybe is still going to play, you know, Michael Vick, Lamar, the list is really short and you're not it. Okay. You need to learn how to play. NFL football, which is shift the line, check your reads, hit your check down, you know, audible, throw the ball away. That's what some of these guys don't do enough of sometimes. Uh, that's what I've noticed about Zach Wilson. He throws it away Bust. to the other team. Bust. Well, he busted his leg pretty good. He's a bust. Um, they, uh, they signed Joe Flacco. Oh, good for them. We're not in the waiver pickup segment, but don't pick up Joe Flacco if you <laughs> not want with some, the Jets. Yeah. some advice. Um, although, I think the offensive weapons might be a little more fantasy relevant with Joe Flacco only because Joe Flacco can't run. He's not going to try to run away. He's going to actually try to hang in the pocket. And and I think he's still got meaningful throws left in his career. This This actually could be great for Joe Flacco. He might get three or four starts out of this. Um, maybe Wilson, you know, that, that injury, I haven't heard too much about it, but, but maybe it's, um, not four weeks, it's six weeks and it'd be great for Flacco to, you know, I know he's, I know he's been a, a kind of a preseason hero the past couple of years. I think he even was with the jets at the end of last season, you know, doing his thing. I mean, um, I think he was on the Broncos a year or two ago as well. So I, I actually like Joe Flacco. I remember when he was coming out, he was kind of an older, uh, draft. I think he was a 24-year-old, uh, you know, NFL rookie, or 23 and a half or something like that. Um, and uh, he was from a small school, and I thought he was great in those uh, the playoffs that the Ravens won, and 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 he was a pretty competent, you know, quarterback. And I think, I think he suffered um, the most when the when the Ray Rice incident happened because um, that allowed them to lose a lot more games those next couple of years, and ultimately. Uh, you know, led to the drafting of Lamar Jackson, which then, which then got Flacco out of there. So I've, I've not that, not that it wasn't the right decision, but I've always had a soft spot in my heart for Joe Flacco, and I and I hope he, you know, I hope he does well. I hope the Jets win a couple games maybe with him. I don't know. That's probably wishful thinking, but um, 
I think it's I think it's cool that he's gonna he's gonna get a chance to start. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm sure he's gonna start. I don't think the other guy Matt White is gonna start. I think Joe Flacco will. Um, well, I think we've uh, you know touched on all the games. Uh, probably the other the other surprise, you know, was that the uh, and it was another one of those rain games. But the Colts have uh, have won a couple games now with Carson Wentz at the helm, and I and I think they're they're starting to starting to mold into a. Uh, a football team and and I don't know what's happening to the 49ers cuz they're kind of going they're kind of going south um and injuries yeah i mean not having kittle has really affected them Mozart. uh yeah they they have some competent running backs i don't not as good as him though sure debo um, sanders debo's the only good receiver you have and a good offensive player you have I mean, key on him, it's easy to take away. And make Their defense it. is really good. They don't deserve that offense. Or the offense doesn't deserve that defense right now. Because um, they're putting the D in some bad spots. Well, that's I how mean. the Ravens felt when they won their Super Bowl in 2000. Over <laughs> somebody's turn. <laughs> so, uh, why don't we take a look and see how the, uh, how, the t- how the leaders in the statistical categories are doing. Um, I was surprised. Uh, you know, seven teams were on by last week. Why did uh, the NFL do that? Probably just to get it out of the way. There's two teams this week. Maybe they just knew it'd be. Don't World, they know World that this series? week's Halloween and no one's gonna, everyone's gonna be taking their kids <laughs> trick or treating and crap? Like, good well, God. Maybe they should call Trey. They should have because it's bull crap. Because the... I'm gonna miss my freaking first half of the Cowboy game because we apparently we have to go trick or treat. Apparently, trick or treating is more important than football. Are you? Uh, do you have a costume this year? Trey? No, I never dress up. I hate this Halloween. I hate Halloween. Well, let's get into that for a second. Let's unpack that. Why do you hate Halloween? I just never understood. I never liked it. I don't like dressing up. I don't like, I don't understand it. I just don't understand. Did you dress up as a kid or? Back in the day, my, uh, I was a big wrestling fan. So I just bought like a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt or something. And that's all I did. I I could see you in the Stone Cold outfit. I just never liked, I never understood why I had to ring the doorbell. Trick or treat and give you candy. What's the point of it? Like, well, I, I don't understand. Well, you should get a costume for this year so that your daughter will see you in a costume. That's what I'm doing. I'm I was Bob, a couple I'm years ago. Ross. Oh, I spoiled it. I was I was, I was, was a couple years ago. I was a Dallas Cowboy yeah. football player, and she was a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. Okay. But my wife might be dressing up. I, that, my wife loves this holiday. My daughter loves this holiday. But I, always, I, I actually love watching my daughter going. Like, last year, we saw you all last year in the neighborhood. I think we're going back this year, too. It was just fun watching her go to doors and getting chain triggers. It's just fun as a parent watching that. But I just, me as a child, I just never understood it. I never understood that in Easter egg hunting. I, I wasn't too into it. getting dressed up this year, but um, when I saw Katie picked out an outfit for me, and when I saw the wig and tried it on, I was like, "All right, I'm oh, in. Lord. It's going to be amazing." And my wife, my wife knows better than buying me anything for Halloween. She, I, mm. It's going to be good. We're like a team. We're like a team uh, costume, but I won't. Don't I won't spoil it. My favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. Why is that? Oh, are you kidding me? All the food, you can, all the turkey, everything you can eat for I days. I mean, I'm not liking it as much as an adult oh. that needs to watch what he eats now. But. Oh, I don't give a crap. That's one holiday I don't, I don't care my diabetes or not. I'm eating. I don't. I might be in a diabetic coma the following day, but I'm eating. Man, I love that. Man, eat all day. Then you can sit up on the couch and just watch football. Oh, it's do. good. Sunday I do game. love that holiday. I'm not acting like I don't. I love Christmas is my second favorite holiday. And then 4th of July is up there next. That, so that's your holiday rankings. Coming Those are the rankings of the holidays. <laughs> Trey's holiday rankings. So it was Christmas, Thanksgiving. Halloween's way down at the oh, bottom. Halloween's not in the top 20. <laughs> uh, 
All right, well, let's take a look at uh, the uh, quarterback uh, half-point PPR rankings. Uh, I'm shocked, but like I said, I think he's probably your co-MVP. I'll, I'll agree Derrick Henry is deserving of the MVP. Still a lot of games left. Uh, number one quarterback, fantasy football, Tom Brady. 21 touchdowns versus three interceptions. Um, probably better than when he was 25 years old. I saw some video on the internet of Tom Brady. It was somebody that was playing Madden 2005, okay? And they were showing Tom Brady's ranking from Madden 2005, and he was, like, overall 95, okay? And I bet if you turn the, the, this year's version of the game on, he's, like, probably overall 92. How, how has he maintained this level of play? I, I really thought the wheels would fall off two years ago, and nothing's fallen off yet. It's called kiwi yogurt smoothies. Eating healthy. Yeah, but that's that's being ultra-competitive, I think. He's, he's just, very old. He's just turned it all into his life. And the reason he probably is still playing is because what will he really do after this is over? Like, I don't know if he'll be well. I can see him owning a team. He, I mean, yeah. he. I, I don't think he's going to quit. I'm telling you, I think he's going to quit. I when think it's, he wants to play 50. Like, if he took that Patrick Mahomes hit this week, what do you think would happen? Would he quit? I, would, I think I don't know if he could survive that. Because I thought we were about to see Patrick Mahomes well, snap in two. We'll see. That's the difference between Patrick Mahomes, these young quarterbacks, and this veteran, right? Tom Brady actually practiced taking hits, taking sacks. He knows when the sack's coming, he just falls to the ground. He doesn't take a beating. He he doesn't. I mean, the guy knows he's aware of his surroundings. He falls down. I mean, yeah, it's any given, any given Sunday, right? Anything can happen. But that's one thing Tom Brady always does. He knows how to get hit. He knows how to take it. I know a lot of people is like get him off his spot, but now he's getting to the point where if you move him off his spot, he's better passer on the run now. I think he's just seen so much football in real life. Yeah, like imagine like, the snap count that he's seen, right? And I mean, he knows everything. He has to. He doesn't have ten thousand hours. He has like fifty thousand hours of like live football. What could you possibly do against him as a defensive coordinator? I mean, he might throw. Um, he has twenty-one touchdowns right now. There's ten games left on the docket or no there's 11 games left probably only 10 for the bucks but there's 11 weeks i mean if he threw four touchdown passes in every game he'd have 61 touchdown passes this year and i, I think he's gonna hey, man he's, he has the weapons at to 44 do it. and a half or 45 years old uh, you know age check on brady i don't know but he's, he's 44 that's that's crazy stuff i mean he's the number one quarterback he he was not drafted there okay I, I don't know where he was drafted in your league or my league, but he was like the eighth quarterback, maybe. Top top 10 on the cusp yeah. of the top 10. He was a bench in a couple of my He leagues. has 2,200 passing yards. He has 21 touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. So 22 touchdowns. If you didn't pick him, you don't have the best quarterback right now. Uh, the number two quarterback, almost as shocking as Tom Brady, although it doesn't shock me about Brady because of the way that he's played this year. The number two quarterback is Jalen Hurts right now. Oh. Probably because I don't think the Eagles have had their bye yet. I think that's what's keeping him at number two right now. Because when you have your bye, you don't play and you fall down the list. But Tom Brady hasn't had his bye either. Well, and that's why he's number one. But when I don't know if people are going to catch him. But when Jalen Hurts has his, he'll fall down. But he's number two right now. Um, Ten touchdowns, five on the ground. Four interceptions. He has 360 rushing yards, and he has 1,700 through the air. That's no slouch. That's, you know, 500 less than Brady, but... Well, most of his are coming through, like, uh, garbage time, right? Like, 
when the defense is giving up. I'm just saying yeah. that's basically why he's number two. Oh no, it's it's definitely why he's number two. But these are the kind of court. I mean, keep this in mind. You know, maybe you didn't draft a, a guy like this this year, but keep this in mind because if you can't get Tom Brady, take the take take the take the Tom Brady of garbage, Jalen Hurts, and uh, he's number two right now. He's been seven or better since week two. Uh, number three, Kyler Murray doesn't surprise me mm. having a solid year. Seventeen touchdowns, three on the ground. Lamar Jackson, number four. Patrick Mahomes, number five. So Mahomes has fallen, uh, I think, no touchdown passes against the Titans. They only had three points. He didn't throw one. Uh, he still has 18 on the year, so I know everybody, he's he's not a travesty. Um, it's just he's not beating Tom Brady right now. Matthew Stafford is number six. He's got 19 touchdowns. Josh uh, Allen, who just had his bye, uh, you know, so he'll catch up this week, but he, had fi- he has 15 touchdowns on the season. Two on the ground. Number eight is Joe Burrow, who's a guy that I think is moving up this list. If uh, I used to collect baseball cards, they would have the hot or not list, the hot and cold list. Joe Burrow would be a red arrow going up. I just think he's playing amazing. Would it be a green arrow going up. Oh, it's a red arrow because no, you're hot. Red arrow just goes down. No, red arrow means no, you're hot. I'll go look at the stock. Market. Blue arrow means no. you're cold. Let's not stop. I'm talking about the Beckett arrows from when I was a kid. <laughs> All right. So number nine, Aaron Rodgers. First time he's been in the top 10. He's going to have a bad week this week. Um, playing. Uh, who are they playing? Arizona Thursday night. And you think it's going to be a bad week? Yeah. I think it's the first real team the Cardinals will play. Nope. But you got the Pack- Packers losing that yep. one, huh? Devontae Adams is out. COVID list. Lazard's out. Gerard Exam- um, Alexander, whatever is the, uh, most of the defense is out. He has no weapons except for Adams. They're playing in that Arizona. That is unfortunate because I would have liked to have seen if, the Cardinals yeah. in a better co- so, competition, you know. Um, but it's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the best man. He owns every team. He's the best in the league. But yeah, he only has one Super Bowl. But go ahead. Uh, number 10 uh, is Justin Herbert who uh, had, a bye. had a bye week, so he fell a few spots. Number 11, Derek Carr. He's still creeping around well, he's the, had, the top good two weeks since John Gruden's been fired. He so. really has. He's really, he really impressed me. Number 12 coming off his by Dak Prescott. Um, he might not play this week. Is that, is that confirmed? There's, no, no. There's just a lot of rumors going around that they want to rest him for this week and have that extra week for the calf strain. But Jerry Jones think, on one Oh, but Jerry Jones on one Oh three point seven. The fan in Dallas today said he feels very confident. He's, He's going to play. I mean, look, if Deck can't play, that's another thing. But I don't Well, people are him. misunderstanding. Like, the, 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 this is what the fans are misunderstanding is. They're like, if he's if he's really hurt, don't play him. But if he can go, go. Here's a reason why. You need that number one seed. You need that home field event. Yeah, they're going to win a division. Okay, yeah, so that, that's what people are saying. They're going to win the division. You don't need to play him. You're not looking. You're looking at this is a Super Bowl caliber team, right? This is a good, stinking team. You have two running backs who can rush. Uh, probably going to have over a th- uh Thousand yards, first time. You're gonna have uh, you have receivers who are gonna have over a thousand yards for the duo. That, I mean, you have all these offense in the world. So this is a Super Bowl caliber team. By saying that, you need to start looking big picture. That you need like you need that number one overseed. You need to start looking at Tampa Bay, uh, the Cardinals, the Rams, and in the packet and the Packers. You need to start jumping those teams. The Buccaneers already have one game lead over the Cowboys, even though they both have one loss. But the Buccaneers beat the Cowboys already in week one, so that's there's your tiebreaker. So you need these teams to lose so you can get that bye week. And that's what you're shooting for. You're not shooting for a division child. No, that's chump change. The Dallas Cowboys are seeing big picture, and that's I think that's why he's gonna play that. Well, and I think too, it's uh 
And he was without the his game walking that boots. Fans today. are paying tickets to see. If, if he's the product. I mean, like, if he can't go, he can't go. Yeah, sure. I'm not talking about him playing hurt. I'm saying if, if he's and playing hurt doesn't mean you're 100. percent You know, but like, if there's an injury, don't play Dak. Okay, obviously. Um, he's had a week and a half to heal this though, so I, I'd be worried if if he can't go or if they rest him. I I'd, I would be a little worried as a as a Cowboys fan and a fantasy owner of Dak Prescott. And it'll just be annoying to have to go to your backup quarterback. You already had to do that last week when Dak was out. So I, w- I would I would be pretty upset if he doesn't play. Um, let's look at the running backs. So still number one, shocker, Derrick Henry. He's got 869 rushing yards. So I don't think he had a 100-yard game because he didn't need to against the Chiefs. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is this, the number two overall. He's got 579 rushing yards. He also has 213 receiving, so that's that's interesting. Uh, the number three in half point is DeAndre Swift, and I think Swift is actually the number uh, two in PPR when you get a full point um, because he has he has 42 receptions. So that would be 42 extra fantasy points in a full point PPR. He's probably the reason a lot of people play half point. Um, he's got 262 rushing yards as well. And he's kind of sharing the rushing low with Jamal Williams. So, um, you know, if, if he was getting more of those carries, he might be he might be the number one guy because of because of the receiving floor. Austin Eckler is the number four. He's got 419 on the ground and 241 in the air. He's got five total touchdowns, too. Um, looks like Derrick Henry has 10. So five would be second or third. Ezekiel Elliott coming off the bye. He's still hanging on to number six. Uh, and he's got 521 on the ground and 105 through the air and six total touchdowns. So he's probably in second place for the touchdowns. Uh, Aaron Jones, a lot of people saying Aaron Jones not having a great year. He's the number seven um, number seven guy, you know, and I, I think he's he not was, having that great of a year like he had last year. Well, That's I think A.J. Dillon's taking a lot of the, the more carries than Jamal Williams took away from him last year. And he hasn't – there's a couple of games where he hasn't really performed, you know. Um, I think last week was, was one, but but he's still got 404 rushing yards on the ground uh, and 186 through the air, and it looks like four touchdowns. Najee Harris is the number eight running back overall. The number nine is Cordell so. Patterson, who also had a bye. And uh, number 10. Cordell Patterson didn't have a bye. But he had one a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh, I thought you meant so last he already, week. Yeah. He already had okay, his bye. Right. Um Leonard Fournette is the number 10 running back. And yeah, I think he's going to get better as the season progresses. You know, it's pretty interesting. He's having a phenomenal year this year. Correct me if I'm wrong, going into the playoffs last year. Now, he joined that team early last year, I think week three. Mid, mid, I don't remember. It was early. I think it was early. We we can look that up. But um, Ronald Moore was the, the starter, basically. And I think they had a – uh, maybe even another guy that was getting I mean Jones. getting looks. Is it Jones? Jones. Yeah, I don't know. Moore was in my head. All right. It, it is Jones. Ronald, Jones the Ronald third, Jones. right? Yeah, Jones the third. So, uh, He's in the doghouse. Well, and I, and I think because of the playoffs and because Leonard Fournette is a beast, the better player, you know. Um, he's been a beast, and this is a fourth or fifth season. He's He's been a beast. He's been known since he was a rookie. Um, he just kind of like – I didn't think he was the all-time starter – and I know, I mean, being the 10th overall running back would mean that you're probably taken in the second round of, of a 12-man fantasy league. So that's that, – and I don't think he was. I don't think people were, were drafting Fournette that high. Uh, so it's pretty pretty surprising that he's the number 10. And like you said, red arrow 
moving on up. Green arrow if you're a stock day trader. So uh, Fournette's got 413 on the ground and and 222 in the air with 34 receptions. Um, so he's that's that's quite a bit of target share as well in that offense with all those receivers. That, that's shocking that he has 34. They're just throwing the ball that much is what it is. But he still has four uh, four thirteen on the ground, so he must be getting every rushing attempt that, except for the ones Tom Brady's taking. Uh, you know, and then some guys that are that are right around Fournette. You got Joe Mixon, who is number eleven, and he's had some some pretty good weeks uh, recently. Five hundred and thirty nine on the ground, and uh, James Robinson, four hundred and sixty on the ground. He's hanging in there at number twelve. Uh, and then you get, you know, then we get into some guys that uh, were hurt. So Nick Chubb is number 16. He's been out for a couple weeks. Uh, and the guy I'm looking for, Dalvin Cook, most people's uh, first or second pick in the draft this year, is uh, 28th, 366 rushing yards, and uh, one one receiving touchdown on uh, not many not many receiving. Actually, no, he has zero receiving touchdowns. But um, – only two touchdowns. So I think he's he's still getting healthy, uh, still finding his way back to the lineup. So we'll see how see how far up he can climb. McCaffrey all the way down at 37. He hasn't played in a few weeks, so that's not fair. I'd just like to point that out. He was the number one pick in um, most of your drafts out there, even in mine uh, this year. Glad that I didn't get that number one because these would be your – probably your one of your running backs would be Cook or McCaffrey. Uh, so sometimes not not a blessing but a curse to get that number one. Um, cause it's hard to pick that guy right. Sometimes let's, uh, jump into the receivers here. And, uh, you know, I know we've been talking about this over the past week, so I'm not so surprised that Cooper cup remains the number one receiver in fantasy football. But what, uh, what is surprising is, is the guy right behind him because of a big game this last week is Jamar chase is now the number two. As, Seven, 754, almost 800 yards. As a, as a rookie, 754, exactly. Somebody somebody was uh, researching before. Uh, I just know my stats. So uh, that yeah, is an incredible he's not only year. He's not only leading rookies, he's leading veterans. The guys who've been in this, that's how good this guy is. Only Cooper Cup has more yards, it looks like. Uh, a couple guys are close. But uh, Devontae Adams is like 10 yards shy of him. He only has 35 receptions, too. I mean, Cooper Cup has 56. So if he had 56 receptions, I think his numbers would be blowing away Cooper Cup uh, just based on the rack. Let's see. He's getting uh, – do I have the rack yards here? I don't. So I was, it's got to be more. If he's got 30 – I mean, he's averaging uh, some insane, like 20 yards of reception, some quick math there. Uh, Cooper Cup, the thing that surprises me about Cooper Cup is he has 81 targets and only 56 receptions. So that's actually 25 incomplete passes. Whereas Jamar Chase on 51 targets has 35 receptions. So I don't know. I haven't watched all the Rams games. I wonder, some of that's probably just the ball could never have been caught. But I'm, I'm sure there's a couple of drops in there, some, some good defensive hits. Um, Tyreek Hill is number three. I know a lot of people think Tyreek Hill's dead. Um, he's the number three receiver, you know, even in the game last week where the chiefs scored three points. Now I have Tyreek Hill and I wasn't too excited about the final outcome, but stick with this guy. Um, you have to, nobody's going to trade you for him. And he probably picked him in the first or second round. So you have to, you have, you're stuck with Tyreek Hill, but he's getting like nine targets a game, even though it's not always a touchdown. Um, 
He's the number three receiver. He has 52 receptions, 640 yards, and, and five touchdowns. And he also has uh, five rushes for 63 yards. So, you know, another, another some more points there. Um, he's getting the targets that if you were worried when you, when you were worried about drafting him, like I was, he's getting the targets that would make it make sense. You know, uh, number four, Devonte Adams, who might not play tomorrow night or Thursday night. Was, if he's eight, if he's asymptomatic, he has to have uh, provide two negative tests within two days. Now, does that mean, and I don't want to get into this too for too much, but does that mean he's not vaccinated or? We don't know, or he just has COVID, and that's the rule. I don't. I'm not privy to the rules this year. Doesn't seem like COVID's really come up that much, to be honest. I couldn't. T- I I don't know if he's vaccinated or not. And not that I even care. I just wonder if the, I, are the rules different for vaccinated players? I think they probably are. I know the NFL made a big push to get everybody vaccinated. Um, yeah. yeah, I know the Cowboys had got all their COVID issues out of the way the, at the end of training camps. So. Yeah, but it. I don't but, know. But, but that's going to hurt their chances against the Cardinals. Oh, yeah, if, especially being a Thursday night game because then they lost uh, Lazard too. And I don't know. He might not be – I mean, if you're COVID-free, you might still have – he might be winded or, you know, it might affect him in some way. So maybe – I mean, I hope he's healthy if he does make it out there somehow. Oh, and we don't know anything. I just know that he's on the COVID list, and so is uh, – I think Lazard is as well. So the uh, number five receiver right now is Debo Samuel, and that's pretty much because of yards. He's got uh, on 38 receptions, he has... Um, well, those are yak yards, right? Yards after catch. Oh, he's getting crazy yak. He's got 648 yards. He's got four touchdowns and another touchdown on the ground, helping him be the number five receiver. Um, number six is Hollywood Brown. Shocking to me a little bit. Well, yeah, because he hasn't... Last I think he, two weeks ago he had a huge game and it kind of made up for the mediocre one that he had. No, he didn't week. have a good game two weeks ago. Yes, he did. Three weeks ago he had was a good game. Was it three game. weeks ago? Yeah, because well, two weeks ago game. I got him on the freaking DraftKings and he only got me two point nine points. And you're and that's not good enough for you? No, because we we're trying to win money here. I'm trying to win that million bucks, <laughs> so I can quit my job. No, the, num- the number seven receiver is Mike Evans. Um, which is shocking to me because I I feel like Antonio Brown has been the better play, but apparently Evans is Mike getting, Evans has been getting a lot of touchdowns. So he has late. seven of them, yeah. So he's uh, second. Uh, Cooper Cup has nine. He has seven. Uh, Mike uh, somebody else has seven. DeAndre Hopkins, uh, who's who's been coming on strong. So Mike Evans is seven. DK Metcalf is hanging on to the eight spot. I don't spot. see how with backup quarterback. Though. Well, the uh, he's getting a lot of the passing yards. I mean, he's he was. In the game last night, he was probably 50% of the target share, and he, even though he only got like four or five targets. So they're just not throwing. I don't think they're using Geno Smith the right way. I think expecting him to be a game manager, I, I would let him throw. He, it looks like he can throw the ball well. I don't understand why they're not trying that more. Um, the defenses have been tough. They played Pittsburgh and the Saints. I mean, I, I think these rumors about – the Seahawks looking for another quarterback are just rumors. I think they're very comfortable with Geno Smith. It's unfortunate that they're two and five now. And that's a, that's a long way out of uh, the division with the undefeated Cardinals and the one loss Rams, you know, what are they? I think they're tied with San Francisco in the basement. That's, that's, that's so far. out. I mean, if Russell Wilson makes it back in two weeks and they win one, let's say they win one of those games coming up. I don't know when their buy is. Hopefully they have a buy, but if they have to play two games in the next two weeks and they win one, so they will be three and six, that is quite a hole. I don't know if Russell Wilson, even with these receivers, can 
can pull them out of that. But I wish them all the luck because I got DK Metcalf <laughs> on my team, and I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need. I've actually enjoyed Geno Smith being the quarterback as the DK Metcalf owner. Probably hasn't been as fun if you're the Tyler Lockett owner in your league. But Russell Wilson's coming back, so hold your horses because Lockett's going to get his. Um, number nine receiver is Mike Williams, and he had a down week before their bye week. Uh, I think he's going to – I think him and Herbert are going well, to continue tearing up well, the Well, he didn't league. have a down. He, he got hurt. He got hurt in the game? He got hurt in the game. Interesting. Before the bye week. So, so he has uh, six touchdowns, 498. I guess I do recall that he did get he did he, get did, hurt he got before. hurt because I got him in DraftKings again and that, that well he, stop taking these guys and draft I'm Kings telling you man straight. if you want your team just hit me up who you want who your team's going against and I'll pick the other the player and they'll I'm telling you man <laughs> it works every time Trey can pick the guys that are going to get hurt it's his special talent um, so rounding out the top ten I was actually surprised at this um, DeAndre Hopkins has has made the top ten uh, he he was the 23rd receiver, I think, just a few weeks ago when I started looking at this list. Um, he's had touchdowns in his games. He's, he's catching up on receptions. He's got 33. Uh, so he's still like 20 receptions behind the leaders, but increasing it every week. Um, DJ Moore is number 11, and Terry McLaurin is number 12. And there's some other names I'll, I'll bring up uh, a little farther down the list. CD Lamb at 14 because of the bye. He'll probably get back in the top 10 with a – Hopefully Dak plays and, and he'll have a big game um, against the Vikings. And then um, Antonio Brown is is number 20. And receiver is probably, you know, as deep as it's ever been. Um, I keep scrolling down here. I mean, a lot of good guys. Stephon Diggs is 24. Um, probably not supporting where you drafted him yet, but that's probably going to trend in the Stephon Diggs way. Um, I think Emmanuel Sanders is... I don't, yeah, he's, he's actually the 23rd. So Emmanuel Sanders is 23 and Stephon Diggs is 24. Probably pretty rare that you're going to have two guys in the top 25. And that's why neither of them is in the top 15, you know, because they're, they're getting equal. Looks like Sanders has four touchdowns to Diggs, um, two, and they're pretty even on yards and, and close on targets. You know, Diggs is definitely getting more targets, but only 37 receptions thus far but the buys over so the you know they're gonna have to throw i think their tight end is hurt too isn't moss hurt didn't he get hurt before on that in that last game and so i think that'll that'll bring some targets yeah, back right. to uh you know Diggs and Diggs and sanders um so any any thoughts on 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 who the the top tight ends are trey don't really care yeah i was looking at tight ends though and and what i've noticed um and we won't go through the whole. There's only 13 good ones, okay? That's what I. That's so we won't go through the whole 10, but um, Mike Gusecki's the number three mm -hmm. tight end. He's had a couple of monster weeks. Uh, Kyle Pitts is now the number seven He's tight end. He's had a couple back, good back-to-back -back games. Um, Hawkinson and Noah Fant are number six and number eight. Uh, Fant's been having a pretty good season in Denver. He's got 35 receptions, so that almost equates to what Hopkins has for the Cardinals. You know. I don't know if he has the touchdowns. He has three. So uh, that the guy for uh, the Bengals, Uzuma, CJ Uzuma, is actually the number 10 tight end. Um, five touchdowns. So that leads the tight end touchdown. And Hunter Henry is uh, the number 11 tight end, and, and he has had four touchdowns, one in each of the last four games. So he's – and I think Jonu Smith got hurt, and I don't know if he's out 
for weeks, but I, but he got hurt in the game last week. So that's that's only going to help Hunter Henry's stock and, and some targets. And I think him and Mac Jones are getting on the same page. Um, they paid him a lot of money to come play tight end. So, I'll, you know, I'm glad to see that, not only because I have him on my team, but because, you know, he was like the number 22 tight end uh, not too long ago. And actually, number 12 tight end right now is Zach Ertz. So, um, I know he's he was – He's fixing to get up there. Really. He was not drafted in my league. I don't know where he was drafted. But top 12 tight end would, would suggest you'd be drafted. Well, because a lot because the rumors circulating in the offseason, he wanted to be traded. He didn't know he was going to play for the Eagles. He didn't know what, what team he was going to go to. He played for the Eagles, and the Eagles finally did him right by trading him to an Arizona Cardinal team, which he's going to get more touches with uh, Kyle Murray and all that. So he's going to be he's he's he, he's going to climb that list, I think. I think this is amazing where some of these guys are: the Gasecki three, Dawson Knox four, who's I think hurt, Dalton Schultz five. You know, um, some new guys, right? Tight ends had been kind well, of depleted. Schultz was up there last week. He had a bye week this week. And he only fell one spot. Yeah, I think he was four. I think he's been as high as three. Yeah. But um, I think it's just interesting to think about where, where we drafted these guys. You know, the, the reason we started this podcast was to do your first fantasy league, right? And uh, help people do that. And so uh, I think this is interesting to try to see where people were drafted. You know, where were we wrong? Not only is like yourself the drafter, but where were the experts wrong? And why were they wrong? And if you can answer those questions... Um, maybe you're not doing that well this year and maybe next year that's, that's what you can focus on is, is answering those questions. Um, any thoughts on the rankings before I get into the, what I think is going to happen, which is never right, by the way, I've been tracking my percentage and it's low, so I shouldn't even tell you these lists anymore, but I always like to hear Trey disagree. So I think it, I think it's a fun part of the show. Um, so we'll just, we'll just keep doing the same order. Um, so here's the week eight matchups. Probably need a little theme song to come in here. Matchups. The week eight matchups. Uh, we'll start with quarterback. So I think the best play is Joe Burrow at the Jets. Um, oh, yeah. They gave up 54 points well, last maybe, week. Well, maybe not because might blow them out early. Might be the run yeah. game. Yeah, they might, they might be up 28-0. They might rest Joe Burrow at halftime. But I'd still like to have those stats for the first half then. Um, number two play, he's the number two quarterback, Jalen Hurts at the Lions. My number three play is Matt Stafford at the Houston Texans. My number four play. Okay, so Trey doesn't like Stafford oh, at the no, Texans. I'm, just, I'm laughing at the Houston Texans. I'm like, it's... Number four is... Because the Rams have an easier freaking schedule. Jesus Christ. They man. have had some I mean, good easy God. games. <laughs> They've had some easy ones lately. Um, somebody's got to play those teams, though, and the Rams are more than happy to oblige. Uh, I got Mahomes at number four. He's at home against the Giants. Uh, I was talking about that game. That's a big game for both teams. I mean, must win, probably. Especially for the Giants. I mean, not that they think they're going to the playoffs, but two and six isn't going to the playoffs. Let's just say it's a big win for Joe Judge. It would it would be a big win. He he could put that Talk. on the mantle. I mean, I know the Chiefs are getting picked on by some teams. I think the Chiefs will will out talent the Giants that day. You would hope. Um, as a Giants fan, I say that they will out talent them. Uh, number five, I got Dak Prescott. At Minnesota, so he might not play. So maybe my number five Keep pick. Keep an eye out on it. That probably sealed the deal right there that he doesn't play. Now that I've said he's the number five pick. He, well, he was without his walking boot this week today at media day. So that's a good sign. I think he's got run the clock treatment. He's going to play. I think, I think he's had enough time to heal. I think having that bye week, no contact for two weeks, I think yeah. he's, he's all right. Yeah. He seems to be a good healer too, which I know is like not fair to talk about. But some of the guys don't heal as well. As, and Dak seems Drink to Drink your well. milk. Um. I think he drinks plenty of milk. 
Number six play, I got Josh Allen at home against the Dolphins. So that's, I mean, the Bills have had a pretty easy schedule too. A couple of tough teams, but Dolphins, uh, they'll probably handle them with ease. Uh, my number seven play, Trey doesn't like this guy, Sam Darnold at Atlanta. Uh, I think if he's going to beat a team, it's going to be the Falcons. My number eight play at home, I got Kyler Murray against the uh, Packers. Packers dealing with some COVID stuff. Uh, number nine, I got the reverse quarterback in that game, Rodgers at Arizona, but maybe I, I need to rethink I'll, that. Uh, um, but well, all the Cardinals there. are getting Chandler Jones back, they're getting all their defensive players back, and they and then Aaron Rodgers loses. The, both the his Packers top two seem to always have like another guy in the wing, though. They've they've got no, a deep receiving team, mm. some good tight ends, and their running backs can catch the ball. Their tight end's so, going to have to have a huge game this week. Wouldn't surprise me if Rodgers had a, a good stats to be in Look the top for a lot 12. Of Adam Jones this um, week. Yeah, but they're, they're probably well, they're not in the game though. They're gonna have to pass, you know. Um, and then my number ten play uh, is is Big Ben Roethlisberger at the Cleveland Browns. I think um, they're coming off their bye. I think it's gonna be he'll be rested. Cleveland, although they look good last week, they're I think Chubb will be back, but they're still gonna have. Um, what's the, what's the backup quarterback's name? Uh, Chase. Chase uh, Daniels? No, no, no. He was Case Case Meenum. Oh man, I'm I'm murdering his name. Uh, Case Keenum. There, there we go. go. Wow, wow. Sorry, I had a I had a, a brain blockage there. We'll leave it in though. It's better. It's better when they hear the imperfections of the go. show. Um, I just think that that he's he's a good quarterback, but he hasn't played a lot of football in the past couple of years, and he's gonna put. There's going to be some turnovers because of that defense for Pittsburgh. He's going to put them in rough situations. Ben Berger's going to capitalize. Maybe be a top 10 play this week. Um, running backs. Let's just get into it. Week eight, running backs. Uh, MVP, Derrick Henry at the Colts. Wh- whatever team he's playing. Hey, number one? Number one. Oh, that Colts defense is pretty good. And Derrick Henry's going to run right through him. I, whoever he plays. I'm, t- I'm telling you, if it's the <laughs> 1985 Chicago Bears. That's a big game. It is a it is a big game. Um, if the Colts win, they're only one game out of first place after the rough start that they had. That yeah, and then they, I think that the Titans have the tiebreaker right now. They've won the first contest, so, but it is a big game. Probably maybe game of the week potential. Wentz has been playing better the past few weeks, but mm-hmm. so have the Titans. I feel like the Titans. Four weeks ago, I was like picking anybody that played the Titans to win, and I feel like that's not what I'm doing now. The defense has stepped up, you know. The Colts D's been good; they, their offense has been has been lagging. Um, number two play, Swift versus the Eagles. Um, he's getting all the stats in the world. If if you have Swift, great great draft pick. You probably got him in the third or fourth round. He's the number two or three um, fantasy running back currently. So good job on drafting DeAndre Swift. Uh, number three play, Joe Mixon playing the Jets. Uh, you know, anybody playing the Jets, you you, you got to get in there, especially a guy with 540 rushing yards like Mixon. Uh, number four in that big game, we were just talking about Jonathan Taylor uh, at home against the Titans. You know, if the Colts are going to win that game or be competitive, it's probably because Jonathan Taylor had 150 rushing yards and at least one bone. Um, uh, number five, I got Brown's running back written down. Because I think it's going to be Chubb. Um, last week, I picked up Dearness Johnson. He had 28.8 points on Thursday Night Football for me. I didn't think he'd do that good, but he was my number one waiver wire last week. Um, 
if Chubb plays, I think a lot of the experts are going to tell you that put him in because he'll still get the Kareem Hunt role. But I don't, I don't buy into that. I have the Ernest Johnson, and if Nick Chubb plays, I'm going to sit the Ernest Johnson because there's no reason he's not Kareem Hunt. Okay, there's no reason to use him unless Chubb needs a breather here and there. But he's not going to. It's not going to be a, a a timeshare. Don't get. Don't fall for that. If Chubb's playing. He's going to get a load of the work just like Dearness did last week without Kareem Hunt there. So don't fall for that. They're going to tell you to all week. Um, Austin Eckler, my number six play at home against the Patriots. My number seven play is Leonard Fournette at the Saints. Now Saints, good run D, but a lot of offensive uh, personnel to, to match up with there. I think Fournette's going to have a pretty good game in that one, uh, especially if they can get the play action, play action game going. Uh, number eight in that same game, I've got Alvin Kamara at home against Tampa Bay. Uh, it's hard to run on Tampa Bay, but Kamara gets his points in other ways, as you saw last night. A lot That's of another big games. game. The Saints win. They're in first place in the because they have a tiebreaker over the Buccaneers. If they win, right? If they win, because they they're both because Buccaneers have only lost one. I don't know if the Saints have enough firepower in that game. Um, but their defense I'm is good I'm just saying enough. it's a big game. It is a big game. Is it, it in New Orleans? Uh, it's in Tampa Bay. Okay, never mind. That's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, number nine play is Ezekiel Elliott at uh, the Vikings. And my number 10 play is uh, James Robinson, Jaguars running back at Seattle. Uh, thinking the Jaguars can maybe win that game. I don't know. But if not, Robinson's still going to get his 120 yards and a touchdown for sure. Um, let's get into receivers. I've got uh... – oh, I'm sorry. That's Mike. I was like, Williams. I had Williams written down, and I couldn't figure out what Williams it was. Uh, the only Mike Williams. Uh, he's the number 10. Uh, they're playing the Patriots. I think him and Herbert are looking to uh, get back some of that magic. Going to be – they've been itching to play for a couple weeks. Um, they're going to – I think they're going to beat the Patriots pretty hardcore. Get back to some of that talk about being the number one team in the AFC. Number two play at receiver, Debo Samuel at Chicago. The game is in Chicago. Hopefully, um, I just think the Bears are so bad right now. You know, there's just not a lot. Debo and Garoppolo should be able to handle this game and get the 49ers a win that they've been searching for. Um, my number three play is Cooper Cup against the Texans. I mean, that's like taking candy from a baby. Number four play, talking about candy from a baby, Tyreek Hill at home against the New York Giants. That's that's going to be a big a big uh, whooping. Uh, number five play, another candy from a baby game, Jamar Chase at the Jets. Um, if Burrow's going to have the number one day, like I predict, then Chase is going to be a big part of that. Um, my number six play is Stephon Diggs at the Dolphins. There's actually at home. It's a home game for the Bills. Diggs versus the Dolphins. My number seven pick is Hopkins, who's at home against the Packers. Uh, my number eight pick is C.D. Lamb, who's at the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Hopefully Dak's playing in that one. I don't even know who the backup quarterback Cooper is. Cooper Rush. Could be tough for Lamb if, if Rush goes out there. So hoping for Dak Prescott. Uh, my number nine play is McLaurin. From the Washington team, they're playing Denver. Uh, I think that's going to be a pretty good contest. I don't know how important that game is, but it's going to be a good contest. And my number 10 play is Devonta Smith at the Detroit Lions. I think the Eagles probably going to send the Lions to 0-8. Um, I don't see the Lions winning that game. I, I think uh, a little too much offense on the Eagles' side. And they do have a defense every once in a while, and I think it'll show up against Jared Goff for sure. Um, 
I don't have the tight ends listed out here. Basically, if you got Travis Kelsey, put him in. Waller. Uh, Waller. Well, Waller's kind of on the injury report. Andrews. Mark Andrews, Andrews. is the number two. Uh, Schultz. Uh, Mike Gusecki, if you picked him up on the waiver, congrats. You have one of the better tight ends Schultz. right now. Uh, and if Dak plays, then Schultz should have his – He's been he's been kind of finding a nice little average like 80 yards a game and sometimes a touchdown. It's been it's been good to watch him emerge as as kind of that safety blanket. Um, so you were just talking about an injury. So you think Waller is injured? He he's uh, I think it's a knee, foot, and wrist. Is he out? Do you know that he's out? He sat out the second half. I think in that okay. last week. I don't know if he's gonna uh, have to look, but it's still early. It's only Tuesday. These teams haven't they're not practicing today. Yeah, so, it's always it's always tough. So we'll find out more tomorrow. You know, check in every day. Usually, if they make one practice, they're gonna play. That's a little little tip. Um, even if they're limited on Friday, and they have a queue, usually the players are gonna play. Sometimes they they leave that to a game time decision, but usually yeah. by Friday, if they've at least practiced, you know they're gonna play. Some other injuries that I have written down here. I didn't have Waller, so I'm glad that Trey brought up Waller. Uh, I don't I don't have Waller on my team, so I wouldn't have wouldn't have known not to play him, but. Um, I know that Miles Sanders was injured in uh, the game last week, and I and I, I think it was a pretty bad one. He was carted out of there. Um, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I I, I know he's he playing. says he's going to play. He's playing. Baker Mayfield said he was going to play last week and and didn't. So um, keep an eye on Mahomes. You know, have a backup plan. Don't just have Mahomes. Mahomes is playing. I think he's going to play too. But but how good is he going to do? I mean, anyway, they are playing the Giants, so he, he'll probably do great. But. Uh, keep an eye on Mahomes. Jonu Smith is out. Uh, he was injured. I don't know if he's out. Keep an eye on that. Zach Wilson's out for two to four weeks. Uh, I think minimum. That injury looked rough. Um, surprised he was able to walk out of there. Anybody we're missing? Anybody coming back? It's been tough to figure out who's coming back from injuries. I haven't heard. Like I said, it's Tuesday. It's hard for us to tell who's coming back. It is. It is. Becoming difficult. No, uh, Chandler Jones is coming back, but that's not fantasy. That's defensive side. Well, it's still defense. You know. So the Arizona Cardinals are getting them, a lot of key players back on defense this week from COVID. So watch out for that. But yeah, check tomorrow around noon, your time, whatever the case may be, and you'll see your injury report. So um, tied in with with the injuries, I I do. It's getting harder to find these waiver picks for the listeners. It really is. Um, but I do have. I did my homework today. I, I have some picks here. Uh, guy coming back from injury. Now, he is rostered in 45% of leagues, but maybe not in yours. So, go uh, – especially if Dak Prescott's going to play. Michael Gallup should be in this game. Uh, they don't need him. They – I mean, I hate to say that, but they have – They have oh, they have, Wilson. they have all the weapons they, they have... need. But with that being said, uh, I could see Michael Gallup getting in there. He he is the uh, he's a deep threat. For he's the a deep threat. So I could definitely see him getting a, a huge catch in, in his comeback game, especially against the New York Giants defense. So um, okay, if, he, if he's out there in your league, why not try to go get him with your? Why are you bringing or, the Giants in at this? Huh? Why are you bringing the Giants in? Well, because they're just they have one good cornerback, and he usually. But um, the Dallas Cowboys aren't playing the Giants. That's all. You're right. They're playing the Vikings. That's why I'm like, <laughs> why are you bring the Giants into this? All right, I like to bring the Giants into everything. That's what. That's what. Just because they won a big game. I'm excited, man. We have two. They're tied for now. second place. In the <laughs> <laughs> no, it's third place, right? Second. Um, They're all two and five. Over the Cowboys. Oh, it's it's just the Cowboys and everybody. Cowboys two are five and, five. and one. So uh, some other some other guys to pick up. I'm really trying for you guys. So Michael Gallup, he's probably owned in some of your leagues. So that's that's not the the showstopper, but. Um, a guy only owned in 15.4%. He's coming alive with Carson Wentz is Allie Cox. Okay. Um, I can't believe he's only rostered in 15.4. I don't know if he's available in my league, but go 
if, if that's true, I mean, go pick him up. He's had two pretty impressive touchdowns the last couple weeks, and obviously Carson Wentz knows who he is, throwing the ball to him. Uh, 18% rostered player. Not going to be popular on the PR here, but Deshaun Watson. If he gets traded uh, and that team is willing to play Deshaun, this is your this is when you get him is right now. Don't get him next week when he's 30. You know, you won't be able to. So if you need a quarterback and you've got some room on that roster, grab Deshaun Watson. I hate to say it. I, you know, I'm not going to do it because I, I don't need him. But if you need a guy or especially a backup guy, he, he could turn into your starter. If he starts playing, he's Deshaun Watson, you know, um, Rashard Bateman is the third receiver for the, the Ravens. Now the Ravens are on by, but he's only um, rostered in 25% of leagues. This is the week to go get him and stash him. If you wait for next week, you might not get him. So if you need a receiver and you can make it to the next game, he'd be a good investment. He's definitely up and coming. Um, because of the Miles Sanders injury, Boston Scott is only rostered in 2% of fantasy leagues. He had like 70 rushing yards and a touchdown in the in the backup um, of him. And he might – honestly, he's always been kind of a thorn in Miles Sanders' side because um, he's good. So now if he gets – the the carry volume that that he might get because of that and you need a running back uh, i'm kind of talking myself into um <laughs> this player but uh boston scott if you know if you need him if you got if you have to block somebody that needs him that's who they're going to go after this week i think um another guy at running back that if, if you don't get boston scott um the other guy to go after would be samaje p ryan um I know there's like three running backs on the Bengals right now, but but he was uh, he has touchdowns in the last two games. He's only seven percent rostered, and he seems to be the guy that they're throwing to. It's not Mixon and it's not Evans. It's Pirine. So uh, if you need a flex, if you need a cheap DraftKing play, he he could be he could be a guy to fit into your lineup. Um, and then another guy who's one percent rostered. So here's my deep find of the week is uh, uh, Jay Agnew, and I don't even know what the J stands for, okay? But he has uh, 13 targets over the past two weeks for the Jaguars. He had a touchdown in one of those games and 1% rostered. So he's coming on um, because of some injuries, and he's definitely available. At 1%, you'll find him and go get him. If you need a receiver, he's getting targets. I mean, it's hard to find guys that are getting – that's six and a half targets a game. You're not finding guys at six and a half targets a game in week eight in a 12-man league. Hopefully not in a 14-man league because he might be the only guy out there. But that's, you know, plenty of guys to pick up. So don't don't let your team suffer because somebody's on buy or somebody's hurt. Keep trying, man. Keep win, trying to win that money. Go get that coin. Uh, anybody anybody that I missed, Trey? Nope, you went deep in the waiver wire that week. I try, man. It's getting rough, but I'm I'm really trying, you know, for 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 these listeners. Hopefully, it's helping somebody. All two of them. All all two of you out there. I hope it's helping one of you. Um, and with that being said, we are we are way over time. That's Trey. What I was like, we it's are, like way. We are so it's so late. It's one a.m. Uh, and we gotta we gotta get out of here. So uh, keep it classy, Hill Country. Um, my pleasure as always. Uh, I'm Jason Reed. Trey Collis. And we'll see you next time on the walkthrough.